So as we all know, on uh, Wednesday, August 26th, it is Friday, August 28th today, we had sports, to a certain extent, put on hold. The NBA was leading the charge, as they generally do, in social justice movements. Yeah. Seems like a... Yeah. The NHL it took, took them another day to uh, decide on whether they were going to play games or not. And obviously, we know there are some certain political events in the States that are relevant enough yeah. and important enough that these are the measures that need to be taken and in a stand against racism. The mm -hmm. Milwaukee Bucks elected to not play their game against the Orlando Magic Wednesday morning, and that was also filtering into uh, a couple more games. That was, I believe, six total games that were canceled slash postponed due mm -hmm. to the issues that are going on outside of all of the separate bubbles and arenas that the big four are playing in mm -hmm. right now. So I'm just going to open up the conversation here. Luke and I, when the George Floyd stuff came out, Luke and I, we wanted to keep this as a bit more of like, we, we just wanted to focus on sports and what was in front of us because in a sense, we didn't feel equipped to discuss yeah. some of these matters, but I think both of our mind, at least my mindset, has changed on on this and mm -hmm. what needs to happen. Yeah, and I'm happy that play is going to be resumed, but I have absolutely no problem with the postponements yeah. that we've seen. How do you feel about this whole situation? No, I would. I think that's a really good point. Saying that you know we weren't equipped enough to kind of talk about and I think another point with with this podcast is that it's it's a very light-hearted podcast as well and I think you know in dark times you know we're able to just kind of have a light-hearted conversation but I think it comes to a point where you know as small of, of a platform this is it's still important you know to to have a discussion have an open dialogue about it um, but as for the postponements man like I it's it's powerful 100% it's very yeah. profounding to see the these humans, these athletes being able to to stand up for what they believe in and having that type of integrity. And I would have had no problem. I've had no problem with the postponements, but I also would have had no problem if they chose to to kind of cancel the season um, as well. Just seeing where they're coming from and their own experiences as as athletes, I think, is is remarkable that people um, have have to go like day by day knowing like, OK, where how am I going to get food on the table? How am I, 100%. am I going to sleep tonight? Like, will I kind of make it through the day? It's insane. Like how many people go through that. Mm -hmm. And so being able, like having these athletes be able to give a voice to the voiceless, I totally would have understood them postponing the season. Yeah. And speaking for myself, I know you have a bit of a different path and we're mm -hmm. going to get to that in a bit, but I speak from the perspective of just a normal white dude who likes sports and I don't have to deal with a lot of these things that people of color have to deal with. And I'm very fortunate to be in that situation. Mm -hmm. But that being said, this doesn't mean that we need to be completely silent about some of the issues that are going on in our world yeah. today. And the 
Jacob Blake shooting, whether what your stance on it is or not, there there needs to be steps taken in the United States mm-hmm. uh, on the the policing end of things. Yeah. The law should be feared, and police are necessary in society. Yeah. That being said, there there needs to be a lot of accountability, and I think totally. all of the mm-hmm. uproar and upheaval that is being demanded from people of various political stances and races and gender... This this is this is something that needs to change, and I think there these are the steps that need to be taken. Small things like postponing games. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I I I just think what has really upset me in the last couple of days, obviously, is just the the discord that we have in society. Yeah. Like everything is so polarized now. Yeah. I'm on Twitter yeah. last night, and Twitter is the worst place you can go. <laughs> And I, I, I could only last on Twitter for like five minutes. But from both sides of the argument, there is, there, I, it's hard to find reason sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. of course, like what happened was wrong and to George Floyd, to Jacob Blake, to Breonna Taylor. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But it's all about like important like to have constructive dialogue we need to mm-hmm. be reasonable human beings yeah and i think there are small like again there's small steps that can be taken like postponing games like implementing more social justice and for example the nba is uh opening up their arenas yeah during election time in the states to uh give more possible voting polling stations for people who don't have that resource Mm -hmm. in comparison to rich communities right yeah so yeah i um let's let's go through what the nba and nhl are doing right now sounds good so the nba and this is per sportsnet here i'm gonna read out just the uh three pillars that the nba is going off of first things first Playoff games will be returning on Saturday, August 29th. There were only two teams that voted in favor of canceling the season. That was the L.A. Lakers and Clippers. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they actually decided to go back on what they said, and they are all planning on playing through Mm -hmm. these tough times. August 29th, so that is tomorrow. We will have games again. The Raptors will be playing against the Celtics on Sunday. They decided to push their game back one more day. And, yeah, so the NBA and its players have agreed to immediately establish a social justice coalition with representatives from players, coaches, and governors that will be focused on a broad range of issues, including increasing access to voting, promoting civic engagement, and advocating for meaningful police and criminal justice reform. Number two is in every city, like we said before, uh, where the league franchise owns and controls the arena property. Team governors will continue to work with local election officials to convert the facility 
into a voting location for the 2020 general election to allow for a safe in-person voting option for communities vulnerable to COVID. If a deadline has passed, team governors will work with local elections officials to find another election-related use for the facility, including, but not limited, to voter registration and ballot receiving boards. And then number three is the league will work with the players and our network partners to create and include advertising spots in each NBA playoff game dedicated to promoting greater civic engagement in national and local elections and raising awareness around voter access and opportunities. These commitments follow months of close collaboration around designing a safe and healthy environment to restart the NBA season, providing a platform to promote social justice, which I think the NBA has done a really good job in, Mm -hmm. as well as creating an NBA foundation focused on economic empowerment in the black community. So, yeah, what what do you think about those three pillars that the NBA is basing themselves upon for me i see this as like real action which yeah. is cool it's not just yeah. people kneeling during a national anthem which is real action yeah. i'm not denoting that whatsoever mm-hmm. but this is still like this is going into communities yeah. and making change which i think is very respectable and one thing i do respect yeah. a lot about the nba is that they're always ahead of the curve and part of that is because of the demographic yeah. in the game and i think these three pillars, especially with number two, with, you know, opening up the arenas and stuff. And because as we're reading right now, there's a bunch of teams, Charlotte, Atlanta, Detroit, Milwaukee, Houston, Cleveland, and Sacramento mm-hmm. have already pledged their arenas to, to be voting stations. So I think things like that, that affects the whole country because you see how many people like live in those cities alone. Yeah. Those are all, you know, huge cities um, in the States. And so the fact that if you can even get all 30 would be incredible to yeah. have, you know, that voting prevalence um, and just having the right to vote um, in this democracy, I think, is is just fantastic because people are able to have their voice be heard when they when they vote. So that's what I that's what I have to say to that. Yeah, 100 percent. And uh, another important, uh, interesting topic is the NHL not postponing their games on on uh, the 26th, which mm-hmm. was the day the we saw the Bucks walk off, uh, didn't even enter the court yeah. for warm-ups. They were unsure if they were going to play. Do you know if other teams, like, went out onto the court or was, did, like, So, no just... the Magic were warming up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think they were, they were planning on playing. Yeah. Um, but the Bucks decided not to, and... Okay the NBA decided to call it as a postponed game. So eventually the Magic, I I was going to watch the, I was watching the game. Yeah. Like I was ready, I was sitting there, and then all of a sudden I'm like, where are the Bucks? Like (laughs) looking for them in warm-ups, they're talking about the game. I'm like, everything's normal. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom. And we had heard some some uproar in this before. The Raptors were saying that we were yeah. that they were considering boycotting the playoffs, and the Celtics were on board with that mm-hmm. as well. However, uh, they are still deciding to return to play, which is great. Yeah. I'm like happy to see that. And, but mm-hmm. I also, in a league that has a demographic of majority African Americans. I, this is something that I see is like, it's on your own time. Like when you see fit, 
you return. Mm-hmm. And mm, yeah. for the most part, NBA has been willing to return as quick as possible as they do start mm-hmm. their games tomorrow, as well as the NHL. But, um, yeah, I the NHL is a bit more of an interesting case. So, as we know, mm-hmm. they got a lot of backlash and a lot of yeah. hate for not postponing the games that were that were played on the Wednesday. That was yeah. the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning thrashing Boston mm-hmm. and then the Philadelphia Flyers beating the Islanders in OT. Yeah. What do you what do you think about like the backlash and and maybe just the topic of not canceling or postponing the game as a whole. What do you think? I mean, I think what I want to say first is that like the Bucks like made the initiative mm-hmm. to you know to postpone to walk off. Um and so I think in like in that moment I think it's up to the players. Yeah. As well and I like Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not too sure if the the NHL games that day were played before the NBA games so or the the by the time like there's no way the Flyers Islanders game they would have had to skate it off the ice after the first period. That I game see. started at noon, and yeah. I believe the Bucks game was scheduled to start for twelve thirty or one. Okay, so they already had their game underway. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, I don't think that is out of hand and mm-hmm. ridiculous in any sense to stop sorry to to proceed with that game yeah and that's an awkward situation for the nhl because they're like yeah. do we follow or not and yeah. obviously they went along with playing i believe the lightning bruins game mm-hmm. started at like 4 p.m okay so there there's a bit more like question marks around that but yeah. In my perspective, I think I don't I don't think this is like the most ridiculous thing ever to keep playing your games. Mm-hmm. And eventually a player's led decision was yeah. agreed upon by the yeah. NHL itself and games were postponed for yesterday and today. And I don't think that's ridiculous by any any means. No. Um so I, I do counter to the backlash a little bit there. Like, I... And and obviously, people are blaming this completely on, like, oh, well, like, look at the demographic of the NBA versus the NHL. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but you got to remember, NHL is being put in a really awkward situation here because it's league-driven. Mm-hmm. Like, the Bucks can, sh- can choose to just not show up. Yeah. Right? The league had to make that call to be like, yeah, like we're not going to play today. And they were in contact with teams. There were players who were reaching out to Ryan Reeves uh, Mm -hmm. of the Vegas Golden Knights, including, I believe it was um, Kevin Shattenkirk, I think Bo Horvat was Mm -hmm. one of the players who reached out. Mm -hmm. So overall, I I, I, I think it's just an awkward situation for the NHL to be put yeah. in, and I'm happy they ended up making the decision they did. Yeah. But I don't, I don't respect the backlash very mm-hmm. much, to be frankly yeah. honest. Yeah, like I can, I can understand the backlash because yeah. I think, Van, I think it was Vander Kane, and again, like correct me if I'm wrong, but he was saying like there's like not enough being done. 
Hundred percent. Um, I would say in a lot of leagues too, yeah. and it's not just the NHL. Yeah, and so yeah, Vander Kane was just kind of making his, just like stating his opinion, like yeah, like not enough is is being done, mm-hmm. um, in this league, and so I think there is like, you know, some build up to that as well, where, you know, perhaps Kane and the other, um, minority figures in in the NHL just aren't being heard, and so, mm-hmm. the fact that perhaps they didn't postpone their games right away i can i can understand that like i would be upset too if like hey like yeah you guys like had an opportunity to you know to do something about this you know to follow in another league's footsteps and you guys were like a bit late yeah. to the game so yeah, i can i, I can, get that i can understand that for sure yeah i yeah i i i totally totally understand that i just think for me i'm just like this is just an awkward situation yeah at the oh, end of the sure. day that's what it is for me yeah. and I'm happy that they eventually decided to make the decision that was Mm -hmm. the right decision. Yeah. And I think another thing that I was um, just thinking about was that the actual, like, Jacob Blake shooting occurred in, you know, in Wisconsin as well. And so Milwaukee Milwaukee Bucks play. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that probably could have had something to do with it as well. 100%. Um, And Milwaukee just wanted to represent, you know, their city, their, you know, their state by walking off and, like, showing solidarity with with the people there hundred mm-hmm. percent so yeah i want to i want to move move along a little bit here um you as yourself mm-hmm. you are a minority so mm-hmm. how like i just want to know like the lens that you see all of these things through because you yeah. you can explain what your background is yeah so i'm i'm quarter indigenous and then half ukrainian quarter scottish so there's like yeah a little bit of that minority, um, that's in my blood, um, passed passed through my dad, um, and yeah I would say like even still like I never really encountered any like like any like hugely like racist moments like yeah there have been times where like people, you know have said like certain things and it's it's mostly because of like what they heard and it's mm-hmm. not exactly like what they know yeah and. The most common one is, oh, indigenous people get free education. It's like, that's not exactly how it works. Right. Like we're able to, you know, get grants from our certain, you know, bands or nations, Mm -hmm. but you still have to apply for them. It's like, it's like, it's pretty much a scholarship and yeah, yeah, it's like, it's good money. It's, you know, it's a pretty big scholarship that you can, that you're able to receive, but you have to apply for it. And so, yeah. Um, like, it doesn't upset me or anything when people say things like that, because I think they're just coming from a perspective, like, they heard that of from. being misinformed. Yeah, misinformed, miseducated. Um, and so I think that's, like, a lot of what I've been able to learn through. Um, my journey is just that, hey, you know, you just have to be aware, you know, do do your research um, but as well. And plus, like, having, like, someone like my dad, who is, like, an extremely smart guy, does, like, mm-hmm. tons of reading um is like is fantastic plus both my parents are police officers so like i'm really like like on like on both sides like to put it in quotes because i don't think there should be sides in this whole thing no because then that's just drawing more divide from what we're actually trying to achieve and that's ultimately like peace reconciliation Mm -hmm. um because the the police are there to to help and serve yeah and it's it's a necessary job yeah yeah they're there to protect and that's like their utmost priority like they they took they take an oath before they're sworn in to the job and not a lot of other 
occupations do that, where you know you're sworn to protect and mm -hmm. help those who are less who are less fortunate than you. And you have lives in your head, yours yeah. included. Yeah, it so. is an extremely important job, and so. But yeah, the fact that you know police brutality is a thing, and you know there's individuals out there who do take advantage of the badge is is quite appalling mm -hmm. because they're they're betraying everyone around them, including other officers as well. Yeah, 100%. So with your parents mm -hmm. being police officers, yeah. all the backlash that is coming towards police, how mm -hmm. do you see, do you see any tangible ways of reform? Uh, I would, yeah. I think right off the bat, like definitely more training. Mm -hmm. for, for Training police. is the first thing that like, I've noticed it's like it's ridiculous in the states. Yeah, and I think another thing with the states that's a lot different from Canada is that the states has no governing police organization. Mm -hmm. Like I forget what Canada's is. It's like the Canadian RCMP. Chief. Yeah, RCMP. Yeah. But there's also like Canadian policing agency where it's like it sets the ground rules, I guess for. Okay, what's the de-escalation wheel? How yeah. how are you going to interact with individuals? There's like a governing set that every police department in Canada that looks towards. And I don't think the states has something like that. Plus in the states you have all these little police departments where they like man these like small towns yeah. as well and they have their own training, their own idea exactly. of of like okay, how they're going to conduct themselves. Yeah, in exactly. Difficult situations because one thing that we do forget a lot of the time is while there are flaws in Canadian policing, yeah. I don't think anyone is going to be blind to that. No. That being said, I think we can look at what we have here. Mm -hmm. A lot of police officers in Vancouver's Lower Mainland have university degrees. These are yeah. educated individuals who have fought hard to be where they are mm -hmm. now. Yeah. In the States, it's a bit of a different... It's a bit of a different ball game. Yeah. Because... In a sense, it can be looked at as a bit of, like, a cop-out job. Mm. Like, there's limited training. Mm. You don't need education. You, from, from based on my understanding, you apply, you train. Mm -hmm. If you interview well and you get the job. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much it. And yeah. the training, there's no refreshing, really, done on training. And mm -hmm. there are a lot of individuals who are out there making mistakes, just yeah. like there are in Canada as well. I'm not denoting that. Mm -hmm. But, in a sense, it's like, this is something that is completely underfunded and not, not done well mm -hmm. as a whole. So, I don't know. Like, the whole defund the police thing is an interesting argument. Yeah. Um, but in order to have police forces that do well in a sector that isn't funded very well, yeah. there needs to be some money thrown at it and some really capable individuals who step in to yeah. make a change. Yeah. And accountability is the first thing we need. For sure. In addition, a lot of these African-American communities just do not have the resources mm -hmm. and a lot of these kids grow up with their a lot of their only role models being nba players yeah. and rappers so the saying rapper go like it's either hip-hop or go to the league is yeah. 
it's it's like it's hard to see because I look at my life and I'm like I had so many options mm-hmm. growing up. Like I yeah. got to play all the sports I wanted. Mm-hmm. I got to go to the exact university I wanted to go mm-hmm. to. Um, yeah. So I think there needs to be some reform in the economic system mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the United States. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, I, uh, I, I, it's been it's been a really hard last couple of days, yeah. like trying to sift through. All of the totally. ideas that have been going through my head. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't really have that much more to speak on it. Do you have anything else to say? Um, I would say, yeah, the same, th- same thing for me. These, like, past couple months have just been super, honestly, weird. Yeah. I'll say it, weird. Um, and, you know, the first, like, few days... You know, people are saying, like, F the police, like, disband the police. And I'm, like, all of a sudden, like, whoa, like, why do I feel Caught attacked? between these two worlds, yeah. yeah. Why do I feel so attacked? And my parents, like, my parents, like, put it really brilliantly. They're, like, are you there, Are they calling you out on social media? Are they saying, Luke, like, I hate you because you <laughs> want to be police. And I, I said, like, no, they're not doing that. Then they're like, no, then you don't need to feel attacked. Like, <laughs> we can understand, but they're not attacking you. They're attacking, you know, this this system. Right. And in every system, there, where there's people, there will be broken people. There will be bad people. And the police is no different from that. Mm-hmm. The police is far from that. But, yeah, you just have to look at, you know, because I think there definitely should be more training for police yep. as well. Because, I mean, for me, you see, like, video after video. Oh, police doing a mental health check on this person. And they're, like, on the ground. Yeah. In handcuffs. Okay, like, what went wrong? And so I think, you know, being a police is there to help their, you know, to help a person's mental health. Because people are asking for mental health professionals, you know, to ride with police. And they have that a similar system like that with British police as well. Where it's like one police officer and then like a mental health professional. I think that's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for police, I think they would feel safer knowing that they had like a partner with them. Yeah. Um, and as well, like being more more trained, more in-depth training of mental health and stuff like that. I think that would be a really good step forward. And as for, you know, defunding the police, I don't know where I'm at in that, to be honest. Because um, I think if you want to... If you want to talk about like defunding the police, then that means there's going to be less police officers, which mm-hmm. means less presence, which could result in, in more crime. Yeah. I don't know. I can't yeah. guarantee that. Yeah, we can like we can sit here and spit our ideas on like me saying I don't think the police needs to be defunded, mm-hmm. but you never know until things go into action. So yeah, um, Donald Trump, Donald Trump's plan. <laughs> plan is to fund the police more mm-hmm. um whether that works or not yeah is uh is so up in the air yeah so uh i'll i'll be the first one to say that yeah so As yeah. A, do you know when he like came out with that uh pretty recently he okay. had like a couple he released some sort of some sort of plan mm. i i generally skim over what he has to say yeah so that's not fair. the biggest, not the biggest supporter. Yeah, yeah, that that's understandable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, as for the states, like, it's really interesting to talk about because I mean I'm not an American, so I like, 
I mean, what is there, you know, to say other than it's, like, right in front of you? Yeah, and as Canadians, we are very caught up in American politics. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, like, at a time like this, like, I'm so grateful to be a Canadian. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, like, not down there. You know, just, like, oh, like where there's riots everywhere and where people are just genuinely hurting. Because this is... This has been years and years of buildup, and we've seen 100%. it. We've seen it before, and like in 2015, there it was like almost like a wave of like all these police shootings, and it's just like this, yeah. but even more so. Yeah. And sure. it, it's like crazy that it's it's happening again, but just it just seems so magnified this time, and I don't know if it's because uh, I'm a bit older, I have a bit more experience, or or what, but mm-hmm. it's just it's insane to to read where it's like every day, like it just seems like something new is happening. Like, and it's just, and it, the other thing is like, it doesn't seem to be getting better. No. Cause you know, the NBA is coming out with these initiatives, which is fantastic. Yeah. And I think if every league did that, that'd be, I think that would do like absolute wonders, wonders. because their platform is so massive Yeah, and as well. The NHL and MLB have announced that they will be doing Yeah. That. Um, they will be opening up right. some of their facilities as well, which is the right call. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that as like, especially like they're, they've talked about almost using it, uh, using the facilities as like something of a community center Yeah. and the time being, that so would be sick. I think that, I think that would be a really beneficial thing yeah. to do in these times. So yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, I think that's all we have to say on this very important matter and yeah, we we sit in a position, Luke and I sit in a position that is here to listen and support in wake of recent happenings. Mm-hmm. So that's going to wrap up episode 44. Thank you for joining us on these mm-hmm. very unfortunate circumstances. We will be back with some exciting sports very soon. For now... Bye-bye. Thank you very much.